Welcome to Escape from a Podcast, Episode 6. It's June 5th, 2015, and with E3 a few weeks away, Steam Machines are now up for pre-order, and we've got some new games being announced. Some casting news for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Han Solo's been hiding something from us. And literally much, 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 much more. Much more. you're listening to it came from a podcast where we curate pop culture for your inner geek thank you so much for joining us i'm sergio am and joining me is ricky casvan what's up he's currently on we're, we're on periscope sergio we're live we're live on periscope and the only viewer is ourselves no it's not there's somebody else in here okay well it's someone else anyways e3 are you excited i am i think we're gonna get some really cool announcements but mainly fallout 4 I'm hoping for a uh knights of the old republic reboot announcement yeah that I know we're probably, we're probably I'm sure we're gonna see, get tons of Star Wars. I, I think movies. we're gonna get the supposedly young Han Solo game that we're gonna get. Yeah, well, yeah. that they've that they've kind of hinted at. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, E3 next a week and a half something. Like that. Yeah, and that actually pushes us over to our first topic, which is YouTube and E3. I'm gonna get off Periscope, but for you listening, www.itcamefromapodcast.com. E3 is just around the corner. So, of course, this month, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of gaming news. And to start over on a blog post from the official YouTube blog, it was announced that they're, quote, inviting your favorite YouTube creators to show us what's cool and coming up next in the world of gaming so you can experience every jaw-dropping demo and announcement live. So they're building a dedicated E3 hub over on YouTube where we can follow all the live streams and trailers from the event, and it starts Saturday, June 14th. On Monday, June 15th, they're going to have a 12-hour live stream marathon uh, hosted by Jeff Cayley, who's been, I don't know if I said that right, but I think I did, who's been sort of a controversial game news personality for years now and used to cover E3 back in the G4 network days. Rest in peace. Yeah, of course. Love that number. And he's mostly known for his work on the VGAs, and that's a whole other controversial thing that you can look up on YouTube to understand. Because we're not going to get into it. Yeah, no, no drama. For your mama. Exactly. Okay, good. Anyways, they're also going to be doing Let's Play, which is something that's notoriously known for being on YouTube all the time, which I love. And they're doing it of new games, which is so cool because that's one of the big things you see on YouTube that gamers constantly upload in a bunch of interviews. It's super exciting. Yeah. As someone who, who constantly looks forward to E3 and streams it every year, I can't recall a single time where there wasn't lag or disconnects in any of the streams. It's like, the, but right before it starts, lag or disconnect or it's just, it doesn't start and it's weird. So convention streaming is actually becoming a pretty big thing. They, they they basically live streamed almost all of Star Wars Celebration earlier this year. Uh, Comic-Con announced a partnership with Lionsgate where they're doing a whole like Comic-Con network stream thing. So yeah. that's like kind of the future of, of conventions. Well, Periscope, man, you can actually do that live now yeah. if you think about it, if yeah. you have the connection for it. So yes, having a reliable stream is a big thing. Even if you attend E3, I don't think you can get the amount of coverage that you would if you watch this, which is exactly why I chose not to go this year. That You know, I got invited and I was like, no, 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 I can't. I can't. <laughs> or at least that's just how I justified it. How you book. justified it in your mind, yeah. Yeah.
Welcome back, Commander. This Monday, 2K Games announced XCOM 2 with a trailer. It was pretty much all cinematic, no game, no gameplay, but it looked amazing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like. I'm okay trailers. with it looking amazing. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it seems that it's just going to be released on PC, Mac, and Linux later this year. On Linux? Yeah, because well, it's Steam. Steam. Oh, Steam. Uh, in November, with no word on consoles yet, but I'm guessing that may change. Even if they don't launch that way, I'm guessing a year or two. No, actually, a lot less. People are going to complain because people love this, this series. They better do it on console because I am not a PC gamer. Yet. I'm going to convert At you now. At all. Uh, too, too tedious for me. It's too easy, dude. You have a computer. You have a computer right there, and that's where you play. No, but I can just turn on my console, and we're good. But then you hook this up with HDMI to your TV, and that's it. It's too much work. <laughs> um, Twenty years after Enemy Unknown, it seems that XCOM lost its fight against the aliens, and they of course took over the planet. Of course, yeah. This time, being the invading force, you have to put your team together and expose the quote evil alien agenda and save humanity. IGN has some details from creative director Jake Solomon on what we can look forward to. That being new soldier classes, new enemies, a mobile base that's called the Avenger, weirdly Ooh. enough. Um, so for some cameos on that, maybe the Hulk will bust the place open or something. Hulk smash. Mm -hmm. Procedurally generated maps. I don't exactly know what that is. And the big one, mod support, which is a huge community plus with... And it also has official tools and Steam Workshop integration. The first one came out when last year. Oh no no no! This is way way before. Way, yeah, way yeah, they had an expansion for it that yeah, came out a little bit after. But um, I love the series. I, I can't wait enough for that. So get those wallets ready. It's gonna be fun. Let's go, pal. Earlier this week, Bethesda or Bethesda put up a timer on their Fallout website which said, please stand by, as you would see in their old TVs from right, you know, right, the, right, the previous right. version from the 40s, 50s. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, and it counted down 24 hours for the announcement of, that's right, Fallout 4. Finally, Fallout 4. I am insanely happy about this. People loved Skyrim. I did too, but I'm a bigger loved Fallout fan. I know people say that uh, The Last of Us is like the best game for PS3 and stuff, but Fallout 4, it's not my favorite. It's like my top three. I love Fallout 3, sorry. I loved Fallout 3 and New Vegas. Yeah, Fallout 3 was one of those games I dedicated way too much time to, and I remember I'd always stay away from the main objective. Just so I could last longer. The thing with Fallout 3, and it used to... I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. I say it's one of the hardest games I ever played, because the way that I went with it, I never had ammo. Yeah. Which was cool, because it was kind of believable, because you're in the apocalypse, whatever. Of course. I should have gone with a melee class, but I didn't. I yeah. went with like a shooter, so I, I never had ammo, and it was so frustrating. Yeah, but, I was always indecisive yeah. in those games, so like my stats would be scattered everywhere. I would never really make up my mind, but... um. I, I don't know. I, I just love it for that reason, though. I feel like there's so much openness and so much you can do. If you see that building over there and you're like, I wonder what's in there, you can go over there and do it. You and that's what made it. Do it, yeah. yeah. So, so that's good. what made and it. And that whole, uh, I love the whole like retro futuristic thing. That oh, of course. That's like, yeah. the coolest thing. On Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, the site revealed a trailer that zoomed out from the timer screen, and we see the interior of a house in a post-apocalyptic setting, and then a canine walks in, which can't be dog meat. Because it's in Boston this time around. Boston. But um, dog meat, for those of you who don't know, it is the canine that you could recruit 
right from Fallout Three, um, which it's it's the Commonwealth, which is I guess futuristic Boston. Yeah, in, in this world. Yeah. So we follow the dog around this house, and then he goes outside, and the whole time there's flashbacks of how the locations looked before, and then you hear a news report in the background of a nuclear detonation. The rest of the trailer shows what seems to be in-game footage of new towns, monsters, robots, flying vehicles, etc. All that stuff that made Fallout 3 amazing. So good. Uh, near the beginning, we see Vault 111-111 opening, opening up, which I'm pretty sure will be where we start off. And then near the end, we see a shot zoom out to reveal a power armor in what seems to be a workshop, because it's hanging in there, uh, with weapons in the background. So I'm hoping we get our own spot, like a base that we can go to for supplies, customization, things like that. My favorite part of the trailer it looks like we're going to actually get to see, like, D-Day, like, when everything went to crap, which we haven't really seen in any of the other games. And that's what I want to know. And there's, like, it looks like there might be some prequel elements as well in the game. Hopefully I think that's, some, something playable, I think, will be awesome. I think story is going to be much more heavily driven in this game. Uh, it looks like it, yeah. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I can't oh, wait. I can't wait. And then, on the same day, a few hours later, Funko posted soon-to-be-released pop figures over on their blog, which, as you can probably guess, consisted of fallout just take my money now um in that fallout series they have the lone wanderer in both male and female death claw those annoying death claws uh brotherhood of steel super mutant feral ghoul and what i'm looking forward to the most vault boy yeah vault boy can't wait i actually want to uh, want one of the bobbleheads they, they have them at comic con they will of oh, course they'll they probably have many three they'll probably if they're Most. out already bring your favorite games friends and features to the living room with the steam controller Steam hardware is up for pre-orders. Are you going to get something? No. <laughs> These have been in the making for the last few years, and after a number of iterations, there's stuff that's ready to go. The first is the Steam controller. One of the major things with the Steam controller among the competition, other controllers, is that it has a circular haptic feedback pad on the right which you can use almost as a trackpad. And they'll also have a ton of templates, which you can use for any kind of game that you're going to use. I mean, play it with. And the community can make their own as well and share them online. So that's awesome. My problem with Steam is that I, I think I just don't understand the concept of Steam. And that's why I just don't. Not a huge, I'm not not that I'm not a fan. Just I don't get. Yeah. I don't get. I know the, you are a huge fan because you're a huge fan. Of I have like over 500 it. games on yeah, there, literally, um, and tons of hours on there. Um, the best way I describe it for people who don't know what it is, it's that it's pretty much bringing a console to your PC, which for the most part nowadays they're powerful enough to run games. Yeah. So. And, you know, you don't have to worry about the whole console war thing happening. But, of course, that means you miss out on exclusives unless you have friends. Which I don't have any friends. I had friends and now... I have a friend. His name's Sergio. Uh, dude, I know this guy named Ricky, too. Yeah? But yeah. is he your friend or no? I don't know. He, he's, he hasn't replied to my friend request on Facebook. We'll explore in a later episode. Dun, dun, dun. So anyways, the second is the Steam Link, which you hook up to an awesome rig, and it then allows you to stream the games from it to a TV... Most likely, the best option would be a projector, in my opinion. See, big. Exactly. On your ceiling. Or whatever you, you know, wherever you want. In 1080p. Now, the problem I've seen with these steaming, uh, these streaming, (laughs) steaming. These steaming boxes. (laughs) These streaming boxes is that it's very dependent on your network. 
And for the most part, I've been reading about users having issues with lag and random disconnects. I'm not saying that that's the case with the Steam Link because it's not out, but that's my fear. And it's why I didn't purchase one or pre-order one. Which, by the way, if you're interested, you can do so in a in a package deal with Steam with a Steam controller. With your with your uh, stream, oh, now I have it mixed up. Steamed with boxes. Your... <laughs> yes, you can steam your food in there too. And your Steam controller. Yeah, so it's a little rectangle. It looks like a hard drive almost, but um, it's also fifty bucks. Oh, which the controller, by the way, is also fifty bucks. Duh. Um. Yes. And finally, Steam Machines. I love the idea behind it, but I'll be blunt and honest. These are not what where they need to be. I'd advise anyone to stay away for now, unless you just have the money to burn. Because at best, these machines are average, not worth the cost of entry, which can go from 500 and up. What? Yeah, so pretty it's much... Expensive. Yeah, yeah, 500 bucks for that. Not even the new consoles are... I mean, maybe in bundles. 400 yeah. bucks for a new PS4. Yeah. Uh, they run Steam OS, which is a Linux-based OS, but the problem is that it's in its infancy, so it doesn't yet support as much games as the masses would want, but I'm sure it'll shape up into something worth considering in a few more years. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. We'll see, Steam. And for the most part... Um, Balls in your court. Probably... Okay. We get it. <laughs> um, it's pretty much a computer that just runs Steam OS, which is just for games. The problem is that you can do that with Steam, so I it's difficult to sell that to people right now. Say yes. Yes. Last week, it was revealed that ThinkGeek and its parent company were going to be bought out by Hot Topic. But this week, that all changed. You just nodded your head in a yes say motion. I I decided not to say it. <laughs> um, it changed for the best, in my opinion. Just like a deus ex machina, GameStop has swooped in and sealed the deal by purchasing ThinkGeek and its parent company, GeekNet. This makes a lot more sense than Hot Topic. I'd say so, but I think the problem, too, is that I still, I'm not the biggest fan of GameStop either. Um, I'm surprised GameStop has the money to, to, to yeah, buy. Yeah, I to am buy. too. I am too. Um, reason behind it is that GameStop offered $20 a share to Hot Topic 17.50, and they also paid the cost of the termination fee. Wow. Yeah, I'm curious as to how much that cost them. I'm guessing, um, I think we're gonna, if, if they, well, they are buying them out, I think we're going to start seeing like Think Geek items maybe at GameStop stores. Yeah, most that, likely that's, that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it. That's how a little trans- transition, yeah. in my opinion, um, where you're going to see like a lot of the stuff that they'd sell, like merch and stuff like that on there. And then it'll probably turn, what I'm hoping it'll turn into is an actual store, a physical store. Because I would love a store like that, yeah, and I feel like it's better. It'd be better than Hot Topic. Honestly, is. Like a lot. I think a lot of people are buying video games off the internet, like Amazon and stuff. So I think GameStop they need something new to kind yeah, of freshen it up a bit. And people so, are gamers. People yeah. watch. I mean, it's not just gamers; it's pop culture. Yeah. They have everything for Game of Thrones, Doctor Who, and Star Wars. All these things, and they have exclusive stuff that is just awesome. So cool. Yeah. So hand, please, hand, hand towels. Uh, yeah, rugs. you need hand towels. You really do. Yeah, you do. So. Dry your hands. Yeah. So please, GameStop, don't mess this up. So for the I don't know what time in a row, Dota 2 has broken another esports record by, as of this date, having a prize pool of 11 million, soon to be 12 for their yearly esports event. The International. So you played Dota a lot, right? I've played Dota 1 a little bit. Honestly, The my main uh, experience with MOBAs has been League of Legends because all of my friends play League of Legends. They swore by League of Legends. They were not Dota fans. And I think they weren't Dota fans because Dota is harder and I don't think that they're good enough to play Dota. Yeah, I I, I don't want to get into the, the, 
politics the law of it. the law yeah, versus the dota um, i'm personally a dota fan i know you are i played all of them but i think the thing is we have to stick together as mobas and represent it's one big happy community exactly yeah i mean you know they come from from one another Mostly from Dota, but um, <laughs> um, Valve put in 1.6 million, and the rest of it comes from the community. That is insane. That is insane. They can purchase a compendium for ten dollars, and do you know how much goes over to the prize pool? How much, Sergio? Twenty-five percent. Wow. So, in other words, ten dollars, two point, um, two dollars and fifty cents goes into the prize pool. So, can you imagine how many people have been buying the compendium and right. compendium points? To add up to 11, soon to be 12 million. People like their Dota. Uh, that's insane. It's just esports. Um, imagine if they changed it so 50% went in. Insane. That would just break. That, that would just be too, that, that would be too crazy. Yeah. That's why they can't do it. Too crazy. Yeah. Too, way too much. Cool. Anyways, they pretty much have been breaking their own record each year since. And I have to say that I'm just not surprised anymore. I'm just, it's like commonplace to like say, oh, okay. They broke it again this year. Yeah. Take that League of Legends. <laughs> you like, I think you do. I have a big feeling that we may go up to 15 million, maybe even more. But regardless, I love seeing how they treat esports. Uh, yes, there's some issues, but in the end, they're really making it so pro players out there have a huge event they can look forward to. But it, even controversial-wise, they do seem to feel like that that event is taking over all the other tournaments. I've, I have a question for you. Go. If they grabbed the best Dota player in the world and the best League of Legends player in the world and put them in a random MOBA that neither of them have played, which one would win? That, that's so difficult to even say. Just, just answer it. Uh, I will say this. Dota. Okay. Because of my experience, <laughs> I played. I went from Dota to Heroes of the Storm and dominated in Heroes yeah. of the Storm, and constantly do so because I apply the same mechanics I learned from Dota, such as maybe blocking. Blocking is one of the things you don't think about, but let's say you have a friend who's running away, and he's about to die. You block the other characters. Some of that mechanic is something that you would only know if you know a MOBA. Maybe League of Legends, you could push that over, but I feel League of Legends is way more players in Dota. So you know, you I might feel like Heroes of the over. Storm is gonna be like that MOBA in the middle where like you the the hardcore Dota players and the hardcore League, hardcore League of Legends players just go to when they want to relax, or whatever. Exactly. So that might be the right that might be the right game to like kind of like set up that scenario because you're gonna have players from both games playing Heroes of the Storm just for fun. Heroes so. of the Storm is another MOBA for those who don't, who, who you don't know. Made by Blizzard. Yeah, by Blizzard, and it's almost like Hearthstone. What Hearthstone did for trading card games for Magic the Gathering and, and Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. and all those other things because it introduces new players to that that It's game. set in the Warcraft universe. Exactly, yes. So, yeah. so it, it pretty much made it so TCGs, trading card games like that, right. were easier for people to access. So if you like Hearthstone, oh, let's try Magic. Let's try something else. Now, if you play Heroes of the Storm, it's much easier for you to then transition onto something that's a little more difficult like League of Legends or Dota 2. It's, like it's kind of like a, a gateway. Exactly, a gateway drug. Gateway drug. Because yeah. it is a drug. People are heavily addicted to MOBAs. Of course. Now over to... Thing of the week. The, the, the thing of the week. I, I will say it's growing on me. I, I've told you it would. I, I don't know how, but... Because it's catchy. I'm, I, I'm, I'm catchy, slightly angry I'm a catchy dude. at you over it. I'm a catchy dude. Yeah, you are. But so well, you're, I, that's you're, you're up first. What's your thing of the week, Sergio? My thing of the week is a Han Solo fridge, dude. Okay, over at ThinkGeek, they now have an officially licensed $150 Star Wars mini fridge. And on the door, they have Han, Han Solo, frozen in carbonite. 
with some red LEDs on the front as well. So it looks just like in the movie. Is it really that solo though? Ah, it's coming up later. It's coming up later. Oh, you see what I did there? Ah, it is insane. I have no room for it anywhere here, as you can probably tell. But I need it, and my wife knows that I need it. So Father's Day is coming up, you know. Ooh. And you have a daughter, so you're yeah. a father. Yes, and it stands about 19 inches tall. I think it's a little taller. No, a little shorter than my daughter. And it holds 18 cans of soda. Not even my daughter can. It's do a that. lot of soda. Yeah, but it can also cool or heat its contents depending on the temperature you choose. So if you like burritos, you could probably put a burrito in there. I don't really like burritos that much. How many? I wonder how much. How many burritos you could fit? Wait, in. I'm sorry. I do love burritos, but not like I'm not. Someone who like would hold it in a mini fridge. Like yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I forgot. Okay, good. So you can choose the temperature on there and it has a handle on the top so you can carry it around for some reason because wow. I don't know why. Uh, a portable should, Han Solo. We should get one for the set. Yeah. But I do find it hilarious that you can have a Han Solo that's like in pain looking like he's in pain and he's frozen uh-huh. and you can just open him up and get a Mountain Dew. I don't really like Mountain Dew. I love Dew. how I went oh, as if people could see what I was doing. That's exactly. They yeah. can't see. I they was can, doing the Han Solo can. thing with the hands up. And they can. Yeah. But anyways, what is your thing of the week? My Ricky? thing of the week. Well, Play this little audio clip first. Do it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! My friend Roy suggested uh, that I do this for Thing of the Week. So I'm going to do it. Shout out to Roy. He's a huge, huge Peter Jackson fan. I think he's going to cosplay him. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. I think he's going to cosplay him at Comic-Con. So shout out to Roy. And this is my thing of the week. And shout out to Peter Jackson. Because of your suggestion. So yeah. Shout out to Peter Jackson as well. So Shia LaBeouf released this crazy video of him ranting for 29 minutes and 23 seconds. It's like... This crazy motivational speech in front of a green screen where he's perfect. just, he's just so going, do it, do it, do it, do it. And <laughs> of course, it's in front of a green screen, so people grab the footage and they've thrown it into like famous clips for famous movies. My favorite one being the one from the Avengers. There's a really good one from Star Wars, too. It's hilarious, yeah. The uh, Star Wars one is so good, yes. We're gonna post the links on the show notes so you can see some of the videos. He was participating in a video art project called Introductions. For Central St. Martin's, it's a London Arts College. Each student in the class was direct, was uh, instructed to write a short script for him to perform on camera. And that's how this whole crazy thing started. And it is such a beautiful meme. I really have to say that. I It's a video meme, too. Yeah, when crazy. I first saw it, I didn't know what it was. Do it! Yeah. Just, just do it! And you know what's funny? I will say this. It was actually inspiring. It's I was like, of, you know what? You're right. Inspiring. I'm not going to take lunch breaks yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's kind of inspiring. Well, you guys can watch it for yourselves. Go to the links on the show notes. All right, so now moving to the wonderful world of print. So let me just start by saying that Disney has the biggest balls on the planet. Hey, come on, cut the con, will you? Okay, I don't want to know that. Let's talk about canon in the Star Wars universe for a little bit. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. So when Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2013, they created the Lucasfilm Story Group. Yes. These people are basically the keepers of the canon. They're there to make sure that everything going on with the universe links up and that there are no contradictions in the story. Yes. The first thing they did was announce that all of the old expanded universe material, books, comics, and video games would be placed under the Legends banner and would no longer be considered canon. In other words, screw you. Screw you, everybody that read everything. Yeah, I'm actually okay with it because you yeah, know, you're starting to use... Starting 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 just... Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get new fans, it's a lot easier. Yeah. So everything released under the story group would now be official Star Wars canon, starting with A New Dawn, which was a book. It was the sequel to Star Wars Rebels and it was released last year. Yeah. Now, I'm obviously a huge Star Wars fanatic, so I've read every single book, 
and Kami that's been released up until now because they're all part of the canon. Yes. Other than Palpatine's first name being revealed for the first time in Tarkin, which is a book, his name is Sheev, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> all this material has basically expanded upon the story we already know, other than A New Dawn because it's a new story, it's a prequel to Rebels. Of course. Of course it is. But something really big happened this week. Like, something pretty big. Like, yeah. Marvel released issue 6 of Star Wars, which is their flagship title from their current three Star Wars titles. Now, if you're planning on reading this this book, this comic book, now would be the time to fast forward because I'm about to drop a heavy bomb. Sergio, you gotta give me some kind of spoiler. I'm gonna press the button right now. Yeah, there be spoilers here. Something was revealed in this issue that changes everything we've known about a particular character. That character being, drum roll. Han Solo. Now, let me set this up a little bit. In the timeline in this book, we're somewhere between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Han and Leia are on the run, and they end up on this <laughs> they end up on this desolate planet. Han claims only he and Chewie know about because they've crashed landed there before. Of course. So he leads Leia to an old hideout and opens up this secret stash of aged Corellian wine. He's trying to woo her, you know, he's doing yeah. his whole little charming sweet talk thing. It's it's the hollow. It's not hollow, is it? She gets pissed and throws this thing of wine in his face. She walks out and, and he follows. As they're walking out, a ship shows up and starts blasting away at them. Warning shots, more than anything, and lands right in front of them. As soon as Han sees the ship, he starts to panic. Like, he obviously Uh-oh. knows who's about to come Uh-oh. out. Man, guess who pops out of the ship? Barney. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce you to Sana Solo, Han Solo's wife. Oh, yeah. So it turns out Han was married the entire time. And, you know, him and Leia don't technically, like, become an item until the end of Empire Strikes Back. So maybe this is why. He knew mm, he had a wife, so he didn't want to, like, move things forward. Like, it it kind of, I don't know, does it change, like, the character for you a little bit? Not at all. Not at I all. also I always saw him as, like, a player. I mean, he's, he's, he's a smuggler. He's I mean, come on, kind like, of a scoundrel. Like, him and Chewie, they just look like bachelors. My biggest fear is that... I really think it's cool that Disney went and did something crazy like this at Marvel. I hope that they don't kind of retract it in the next issue and be like, oh, it's some crazy lady who thinks he's his wife. Like, I hope it actually is his wife oh, and that it sticks. But I hope she's still crazy. I mean, maybe that's why he doesn't want to that's be with her That's why she anymore. was shooting and she's maybe crazy. she's not a good shot. I wonder how divorce works in the Star Wars universe. It doesn't. Do you think maybe she'll die eventually? Because we don't, like, there's no, obviously there's no mention of her. Maybe she's on. one of those, like, crazy kind of aliens that has to she's, eat she's human the husband she's oh human. she's human yeah so oh. I don't know maybe if she sticks around and becomes popular we'll see her in like an anthology film or something most maybe, likely maybe yeah. in the young Han Solo game that's supposed to come out maybe we'll see her yeah I think it's a really cool move and, and it, I think it's fun I think it's just fun to see that there's something going super on super fun and I like that big things are happening like that in the comics obviously you're not gonna need to read the books and comics to get what's going on in the later Star Wars titles but or movies but it for people who are reading it, it is cool to see something so like game changing like that yeah I'm told I, I think it's awesome yeah and I'm married too so I'm like oh me <laughs> I also wanted to get into Lords of the Sith a little bit before it's too late because it's already been out for like a month so Lords of the Sith is the latest book from the new canon to be released it's written by Paul S. Kemp and it takes place five years before New Hope it's told from the perspectives of three different parties we have Cham Syndulla who you'll recognize if you've seen Clone Wars uh, he's, uh, he's a Twi'lek, and his band of freedom fighters who call themselves the Free Ryloth Movement, Ryloth being the Twi'lek planet, Twi'lek planet they're on. He's also Hera's father from Star Wars Rebels, so there's that cool little connection. Uh, you have Belcor, who's an Imperial officer with a lot of ambition, 
and the Free Ryloth movement have kind of exploited him to help them in their mission by providing Imperial intel. The biggest badasses of the story, though, and really the main characters, are Vader and the Emperor. And each chapter kind of cycles through each of their perspectives. The main premise is that the Free Ryloth movement, movement initially, uh, they're attempting to bring down a Star Destroyer, but then everything shifts once they find out that Vader and the Emperor are on board, making their objectives uh, change because they they want yeah. they kind of want to bring everything down. Now, what's really cool about this is that we get to see a lot of the story from Vader's perspective, which is fairly uncommon. He's not quite the Vader we know yet from the movies, who's basically devoid of most emotion. Uh, the Vader we have here is still struggling with the ghosts of his past. If you've seen the prequels and even Clone Wars, you'll get a lot more out of the book because there's a, there's a lot of references to things that he's done and people that that he's loved. And also seeing the relationship between Vader and the Emperor, it's it's really interesting because romantic. Can, no, it's it's like you just see the Emperor toying with with Vader and kind of treating him as his pet, and Vader's just taking it. And the reason he just does, take it, Vader. yeah, he's just taking it. <laughs> the reason why he does though, it's we've we've only seen this in the Clone Wars series, is that the Emperor is a huge badass. Yeah, there's this amazing fight in the Clone Wars. Uh, series where he fights uh, Darth Maul, and it's really the first time we've seen him use a lightsaber. And he just goes, he goes ham, ham, ham. And it, this, like, that's definitely the highlight of the book. Just uh, the relationship between both of them, and seeing them in these cool action pieces, like using their lightsabers. We know Vader can kick ass, but the Emperor is just even more of a beast, and he holds, he holds back too. So God knows how powerful he actually is. Yeah. It's really interesting to read the the parts of the story from the quote unquote good guys perspective because you know that ultimately they're not gonna win. You don't know whether or not they're survive. They're, they'll survive because we've seen the movies that take place after. So we know that there's no possible way that they're gonna kill but the emperor. Do you get that vibe throughout? I mean, yeah, you know from the beginning that it's it's a doomed mission because you yeah. know you've seen the movies, you know what happens. Yeah. So it's it's really the most heartbreaking part about reading the book because you get to really care for these characters, and even though you love seeing Vader the Emperor. You kind of still want good to triumph over evil, yeah. and you just know it's not going to happen. Nunca. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'd go pick it up, especially if you're really into Vader. There's a lot of character building for him, and he gets to do a lot of really cool stuff. And it really just adds to his character's mythos, and you'll have a more well-rounded perspective uh, of Vader when watching the movies afterward. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my my uh, re- little review of Lords of the Sith. I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to read the book. But that was thorough. I don't need to read it anymore. There you go. There's a lot more that happens. No, there isn't. Don't lie. A lot more. Like 300 pages more worth of stuff. Okay, that's probably... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so let's move over to the world of cinema. Let's start off with a little Marvel Cinematic Universe news. There are some rumors going around that Angelina Jolie is set to direct Captain Marvel with Charlize Theron set to star. Aye, aye, aye. For those who don't know, Captain Marvel, her, her, real, her real identity is Carol Danvers. She gets her powers after a fusion of alien Korean human genes gives her superhuman powers. She starts off as Miss Marvel and eventually assumes the mantle of Captain Marvel. I'm laughing because you dropped something. My wooden leg, which is on the table for some reason. You did not reason. drop your wooden leg. Tell them what, you're playing Hearthstone. Yeah, I can but see you playing Hearthstone <laughs> and you drop. But your phone. listen, it's a bot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been rumors in the past that Katie Sackhoff, who I know and love from Battlestar Galactica, uh, she played Starbuck, was tapped to play the part. She's definitely my number one pick, and I think the internet's number one pick because she is Carol Danvers. goddammit. it! No offense to her, Charlize. Whoa! Hey, hey! No offense to her, Charlize, but if Katie doesn't get cast, I will write it. Dude, I feel like this is just because of Mad Max, though. Uh, probably her. I feel like that's the biggest star, thing right now. Not to mention Charlize Theron has an Oscar. 
Well, which, you know, okay, listen, helped. I'm not saying she's not a badass. <laughs> I'm just saying that after Mad Max, she's trending. Everybody look up Katie Sockhoff. If you haven't seen her, she is Carol Danvers. So it has to be her. But what how's is- the acting, though? She's she's a great actress. She's a great actress. She's, she's a really good actress, and I I like that Marvel uses most of the time people who aren't so well known. So yeah, I hope they go with Katie. Um, what do you think of Angelina Jolie possibly directing? I don't know. I feel what's the last movie she directed? Unbreakable. I don't think she. I feel like her hand was held throughout that. I, I do want a female director to direct this movie. But the thing is... Whether or not Angelina Jolie is the right person now, to do it... Listen, no offense to her, but from a lot of what I've read online, it seems like she was helped a lot throughout the, you whole, know the who entire I would role of Unbreakable. Movie? Catherine Hardwick. Yes. She did Zero Dark Thirty. That's way... Yeah, she I, would that, be, I like that. You know, Carol's... She's kind of a military type, so like it would be... you know. As for Angelina, be, I don't think she has the kind of credit you want to give... You know that. Actually, you know, if you get the the the, the role, the to direct, prove us wrong, please. Yes, don't please. mess this movie up. I'm looking forward to it, like really, really bad. So, don't mess it up. No, she won't. It's Angie. Angie. So, did you like Harry Potter? Dude, I love Harry Potter. Are you Harry Potter? Some people say that I have. I do look like him, kind of. I'm the Latin Harry Potter. I don't know, dude. You don't Lumo. even look Latin. Wingardium Leviosa. That was horrible, dude. The pronunciation is important. Wingardium Leviosa. Still works. I need no. a, I need, I need a British, British accent. Wingardium Leviosa. So, while we're on the topic of Harry Potter... Are we? We are. Okay, good. WB finally confirmed that Eddie Redmayne will start... Start. Will star in the Harry Potter spinoff. But he will start soon. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The movie is based on a book J.K. Rowling wrote in 2001 as a companion piece to Harry Potter, and it's one of the textbooks the students use at Hogwarts. Redmayne will play Newt's commander, who in his travels has encountered and documented a myriad of, a myriad of magical creatures, ultimately leading his penning the Hogwarts school textbook, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This is all according to the press release. Yes. Uh, the story takes place in New York roughly 70 years before the start of Harry Potter. It's going to be cool to see this world we sort of already know, but set in the early 20th century New York. The movie's being directed by David Yates, who directed the last four Harry Potter movies. So we have a period piece with Harry Potter, and it's set in America, which is a little different. For those who don't know who Eddie Redmayne is, he's Stephen Hawking from The Theory of Everything, and he was also in Le Miserable. He has an Oscar. Let's not forget that horrible role in Jupiter Ascending. I still haven't seen it. I need oh, to watch no. it. Horrible. Potato Head is in it. The, maybe, but maybe it's the Wachowski's fault. Maybe it's not his fault. Oh, uh, no, dude. I, he's just horrible. I'm going to go that. watch Sense8 as soon as we're done recording, just which is their new Netflix show, which premiered today. I'm going to watch it, too. We'll talk about it next week. That's why I haven't All seen right. it. That's why yeah. we haven't talked. I, I, should I watch Jupiter Ascending first? If you want to throw up a little in your mouth, yeah. It's pretty, though, right? The Beautiful, movie's pretty. Gorgeous. Insanely gorgeous. It's been confirmed that James Wan, the mastermind behind Saw and Insidious, and most recently Furious 7, which made a bajillion dollars, of course, will direct Aquaman for WB, starting Jason Momoa. Of course. Cal Drogo. Um, you know, there's not really much else to say other than hopefully he makes Aquaman look cool, because let's face it, it's Aquaman. Yeah, dude. I mean, what? there's only so much you can do with throwing starfishes and, you know... No, I'm sorry. I'm hating on. I will guy, say but. he's a little he, like his latest uh, incarnation in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, uh, written by Jeff Johns. He's they made him cooler, but I mean it's it's, it's Aquaman. He's sort of known as like the last second hero, you know, like someone he's, who's like, how about a man? Don't who, get me wrong. He's better than Superman. Everybody's better than Superman. Yeah, but especially now, and he's one. like depowered and stuff. Yeah, and everybody knows human who, man. Who huh? He is. 
Um, but um, yeah, hopefully they make James Wan makes really good movies, so hopefully they make Aquaman a really cool movie. I'm sure they will though. I like the look. I like yeah, Aquaman. I liked look. it. That's, when I, when I saw gritty. that when I saw that picture, I'm like, this is what Aquaman should have always looked like. Yeah, gritty. Like I always. Don't know. He had you know the the, the whole orange and green thing. Yeah, I never work, understood and. Hmm. Mega Man is being brought back in a new animated 26 episode TV series by Man of Action Entertainment. Those are the guys that worked on Ben 10 for Disney Channel, and they also worked on Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6! I believe they're trying to get this out by 2017, which is the 30th anniversary of the franchise, which started as a video game in 1987, the year I was born. Uh, and it spawned a bunch of other video games and animated and an animated series in the '90s. You remember the series? Yeah, of course. I know Mega I, Man's more your domain than mine, but no, yeah, I I remember the horrible series, and it's just the music was just so bad. And but I, it's horrible when you see it now. I have to go back. And, I don't remember a lot of it. It's it's just so much fun. It. It's just so much fun to watch, and I can't really you can't sum it up. It's like TMNT, like Ninja Turtles from back then. What too. are you hoping to get out of this new series? I want the original Mega Man first off. Like I don't care much about the the whole changes that he went through later on. I I mean, I never played those games, so I'm sure they're great, but I want to see the old classic Mega Man and just like him battling bosses and, you know, like like the Super uh the Super Mario show. Remember that one? The live action one? So dumb and like when you see it, <laughs> oh no, not the live action. The one that with the intro to the live action. Oh yeah, yeah I remember. Cuz it's just fun and I feel like Kids don't have that as much now. They seem to have a lot of 3D they have stuff. YouTube. And they have yeah, YouTube. Yeah. But I loved the old Mega Man. And because if you see it now, you're like, wow, that is horrible. But it's so great at the same time. I hope it's not CGI. Uh, hmm. I hope it's actual animation. I don't know. Hand drawn. You don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Like, you don't, you don't want it. I don't it? know. What, I mean, no, no. It has to be hand drawn. Right. But I don't know about CG. It's just so easy to It's cool do to have now. CG elements. I just don't want it to be like, you know, like the new Winnie the Pooh that's like completely yeah. oh, computer no. animated and just looks well, That's what I'm too, saying is that it just looks weird. Now everything is CG because you have some people model it, rig it, and then you have animators right, working right, on it, right. which is much easier than having an illustrator because you need backgrounds, you need cell, you know, like all the cell animation was now. I'm not digital, saying it has but. to be completely hand drawn, but I just want to see it. I don't want it. I want it. I don't to want be. it to look like. 3D, I want you know it to be, yeah. but I know it's not gonna be. Hope, hopefully, I'm right and you're wrong. I don't know. It, it's like Tangled. <laughs> Tangled is coming to Disney again as a show. Right, the, they announced a TV show coming up. It's pretty cool. And that's they I mean, announced. That's, that's obviously a computer animated because the movie was computer animated. So. But that's what I'm gonna say. I was gonna say is because the actual rigs are created, so maybe they might be able to do that. But it's still gonna be a work intensive thing if oh, they yeah. keep that style yeah. so they're probably going to um, simplify it but they have images that they're spreading around like you know to the attached to the story that which had me thinking why don't they do it in 2d because you know how on the youtube for disney there's some 2d animations going for mm-hmm. the mickey mouse mm-hmm. and it looks amazing it looks gorgeous and i feel like that's what they need 2D, to do 2d animation when enhanced by computers and, and computer animated like things that's when 2d animation shines the best uh, yes agreed completely agreed so I'm gonna we're, we're gonna end this with a part of the press release. Uh, they said we are very excited about the opportunity to, to introduce an all new Mega Man to loyal fans and kids. Uh, uh, having a celebrated character from Japan reimagined by Man of Action is the ideal project for Dentsu Entertainment USA. There we go. Boom. That's it. Boom. Hasta la vista. And you know that's it for the week, folks. We did it. What's I'm Sergio Am, and I'm Ricky Casman, reminding you to do it. Whoa, whoa, Shia, Shia. Just. Calm Do down. it! Calm down, Shia. Do it!
Make it's, your dreams. We'll do it. Okay, right, we'll do it. Back, Just, back up. We'll do it. Back up. Right. Do it. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.